Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome into another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. So great to have you here with us today. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. Check out rockauto.com for all the great deals and details going on over there. On today's show, Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC joins us to give us a Duke football preview versus North Carolina. My name is JJ Jackson. I am the host of Locked On Blue Devils. Each and every day, we discuss everything going on in the world of Duke athletics. We hope that we are your first listen when it comes to all things Duke. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. And be sure to subscribe and follow Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. Also, make sure you take advantage of this opportunity to leave us a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast platform so that you can get shout-outs on Five Star Friday. I want to take a quick break. When we come back, Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC joins the show here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries as you can combine basketball, football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Today's show was brought to you by our friends over at Rock Auto. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything that you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and they are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On Blue Devils in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Welcome back into the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. So excited today to have Candace Cooper from Lockdown ACC joining us on the program. 
Candace, my friend, how are you? I am so good. Thank you so much, JJ, for having me. It's always fun to talk to my friends. More importantly, talk to them about some teams that I also care deeply about. Yeah, no doubt. We've got a good game coming up this weekend between Duke and North Carolina. Obviously, uh, you're very well-versed in North Carolina, having uh, been there yourself, a student-athlete there before, and uh, being the Locked On Tar Heels host before you got this awesome opportunity to step into Locked On ACC. What's that been like for you, Candace? I actually even haven't asked you this uh, off the record, but what's that been like for you uh, now being locked on ACC but still following your Tar Heels every single week, just not having the opportunity to talk about them every day? Yeah, absolutely. It's been fun. It's been a great opportunity to talk about, you know, all the teams, learn about all the players on around the conference. It's been a great opportunity to just really, you know, get to see some playmakers that, of course, I hear about when they play Carolina, but right. then eventually get to see them in action on, you know, different various outlets. I'm so pleased to just be able to see the talent day in and day out. It's really, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the players, you know, you, you see them at media day and they're just other guys trying to do big things. But then when you see them on the field, you're just blown away by all of their amazing, you know, abilities and skill sets. Do you still miss talking about the Tar Heels every day? You know, I don't know. I think this season they probably are better off that I don't talk about them. <laughs> they are probably better off because when I was doing lots on Star Hills, but you know, I always kept it real on my show. I think when you're a solo person, you're pretty much talking to yourself and you're like cracking your own jokes, but you're also having those hard conversations and you're just hoping, I mean, speaking into the void, hoping somebody hears and understands where I'm coming from. And, you know, we had a lot going on in 2020. I honestly thought we were going to go undefeated in the 2020 season. And I was, you know, 2020 was crazy enough. So I was like, hell, why not? We're going to go undefeated. And then we dropped Florida State, Virginia. And this season, I had no expectations. And I'm so glad I did it. And again, so glad I don't have to talk about them because I would be just thoroughly disappointed every single week. Because while there are flashes of good, there's a whole lot of craziness going on over there in Chapel Hill. Yeah, no. So we get to talk about that today. You might not get to do it every day for the profession anymore. That's why I said, you know what? Candace is going to take one for the team and talk about North Carolina and Duke football with me today. So we'll get to the Tar Heels in just a moment. Let's talk about Duke because you got the chance to be at the Duke and Kansas game this past week. But I want to go with the first three games of the season for Duke. What did you think about uh, the first three football games for Duke this season? Yeah, no problem. Listen, Charlotte was definitely an eye-opener, right? I think that was one that sometimes you just need to get popped in the mouth one good time to really know who you are and kind of define your worth and define your team. How do you want their identity to be? So I think that was a miscue when they took that L. But since then, you know, you've seen a resilient Duke team, right? Gunnar Holmberg coming to Duke, wanting to change his identities, his family's identity of why he went there, and it's given the opportunity to perform on the biggest stages, and he's done that, right? He did a great job with NCANT. He did a great job with Northwestern, find, finding his ways, getting out the case with Kansas. And I think it's just all about always pursuing, you know, the next opportunity, the next down. And I think also let's talk about Mateo Durant, who's done shouldered so much work for that offense, right? He's been yeah. such a great leader as a running back, more importantly, you know, even as a receiver, he's made some things work that should have been, you know, maybe loss of yardage there. He's made miracles happen. And then defensively, you know, it's hard to lose uh, Victor DiMuchegi. It's hard to lose a Chris Rump. But you see guys like Shaka Hayward. You see guys like Jalen Stinson trying to find their way. And Dwayne Carter, you know, they're stepping up, especially when these last two games, Northwestern and Kansas, they're figuring out ways to win where it doesn't 
rely solely on Mateo and Holmberg for that offense. So they're figuring out how to stay in the game defensively and just get that extra edge and ultimately get those wins. Talking about the Duke football team, four games of the year now with a 3-1 and one record. And you're right, as I've discussed, and I've mentioned this on Lockdown ACC with you before, the quarterback position is something that everybody wants to talk about, and rightfully so. And particularly when you look at Duke, last year after the Chase Bryce experiment did not go well whatsoever. I think one of the biggest takeaways has been the fact that Gunner has done such a great job taking care of the football. Look, four games into the year, Candace. If you told me, hey, J.J., through the first four games, Gunner is only going to have three touchdown passes, I would have said, oh, no, like what has gone wrong with this football team? There's no way that they would have a winning record. But it's been, you know, his his rushing himself with four scores versus Kansas, having a great running back in Mateo Durant, doing all the work in terms of getting into the end zone, and he hasn't turned the ball over that much. Only two interceptions right. and one fumble so far. So it's been a really, really different story at quarterback for Duke, and it's okay that he hasn't had as many touchdown passes because they found other ways to score. Would you agree? Yeah, I absolutely think that that's the case. I think that you know he's utilized his weapons in Jake Bobo and – Jalen Calhoun, I think it's really a great opportunity for him to kind of showcase his throwing skill set. But then at the end of the day, you've got that great check down or pass off to Mateo Durant, and you're good money. So I'm always for people, you know, getting their opportunity to shine, but also recognizing that there's nowhere to go but up, right? So the expectations are pretty low. If you can just protect the football, right, you're already in good shape. If you can have minimal errors, and cost the errors for your team, you're in great shape here. So I think that he has a level of pressure that he maybe, you know, Chase Bryce didn't necessarily have. It's hard when you have, you know, quarterbacks who are going to the NFL, and, you know, you have guys who are you know, defensively going to the NFL, and you have all this pressure to be, continue some sort of greatness. And I think Chase was looking for that, and now Gunner is just kind of like, hey, just don't stink, <laughs> right? Like, just don't be terrible. And we feel like we're having a great season. But he's exceeded expectations, in my opinion. So you were in the press box on Saturday at Wallace Wade Stadium. You got to take in firsthand that Duke and Kansas game, a game that Duke was trailing at certain points and then ultimately came away victorious, 52-33 being the final score. Tell me what it was like to watch that Duke defense in person. We've talked a lot about the offense, but what about the defense? Yeah, it was all over the place. I will say that. I, You know, Shaka Hayward, again, was one player who stood out to me and we were speaking in pressers with Jalen Simpson about some of the mistakes he made, but talking about the resiliency of the team, right? Being down but not being out. Small small steps in terms of having three and outs, right? Small steps in terms of, like, making explosive plays, getting interceptions, and then capitalizing on that, helping your offense. So I think the defense showed itself to where they got popped in the mouth to start of the second half, right? They were coming in <laughs> the first, First quarter, it was great. Second quarter, it was all right. And then they come out, and you're like, okay, what speech did Coach Cut give? Because everything shifted a little bit. But, however, Kansas was like, oh, yeah, we're going to keep on rolling and came up with a quick touchdown there. So I think it was one of those things where, again, the defense had to say, what's our identity? Why are we here? We have to step up in big ways. And you saw that really towards the end of the third quarter. In the fourth quarter, making it out of reach for Kansas, which is ultimately what Duke is really going to have to do throughout the season if they want to have a chance because sometimes we do see that offense stall. 
Tell me about the environment at, at Wallace Wade this past versus Northwestern. It's a home game for Duke. Super excited to have a Power 5 opponent come in and only 12,000 people in the announced capacity. This past week versus Kansas, we see the, uh, the announced capacity at 19,000. So still under half of what the stadium can seat there at Wallace Wade, which is never great. But uh, what would you make of the environment? Right. You know, Kansas didn't exactly travel the best, still had, you know, more fans than I would expect from Kansas football. But of course, right, it's not overwhelming. However, I do think the Duke fans are really into the game. They're really, I personally don't mind a small stadium because I like hearing the moms and the dads (laughs) screaming for their players, you know, screaming for great plays. You can hear like, you know, you got to get back on defense or hustle up or all that. Like it's very, very vocal. So it was a nice time, just, you know, it was a beautiful day. Wallace Wade is it's a very easy campus to get into. It's very nice, very family-friendly. And overall, I just think the atmosphere was very much about Duke, right? They were It was a regular game that they knew they had a good opponent, but it was someone that they absolutely could beat. And so you just saw the confidence of the team coming out, and it didn't t- – didn't, well, there was no forced, you know, excitement. There were certainly people that were there to celebrate – you know, the Blue Devils, as well as the class of 2020, they were having their commencement that weekend. So all the good, you know, that they do. And Coach Cut, even post-game, he's literally thanking fans for coming. You see him, like, make eye contact with people, trying sure. to, like, just say, we appreciate you coming out to games. Because, you know, it has been light, but still, there are people that take the time out of their Saturdays. So, you know, you got to show that support. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action that you need here in 2021. With an updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. Also use promo code LOCKEDON. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, Candace Cooper is joining us here on the program. She hosts Locked on ACC. She is a Tar Heel herself. As it is Duke Carolina week. Uh, it's a Saturday noon Eastern. The Blue Devils take on the Tar Heels from Chapel Hill at Keenan Memorial Stadium. Okay, so we get to this game. And uh, look, different story for both of these teams. North Carolina comes into the contest with a 2-2 two and two record, Candace, as you're well aware. This will be the fourth ACC game for UNC, just the third, or excuse me, just the first ACC game for Duke. I think I've got that right. Yeah, four mm-hmm. ACC games now for North Carolina, just the first for Duke. Could that play a factor at all in Saturday's competition? Well, you know, I think Carolina's coming into the game really downtrodden about their performance against Georgia Tech. So one thing sometimes you never want to play is your pissed-off rival. So I think that is working against Duke a little bit, but – you know, I think Duke has this confidence and wants to keep the ball rolling with three wins under their belt. Why not have your first game be a rival game? It's a little weird that we're having this October 2nd yeah. matchup of rivals. I mean, normally it's a little bit later in the season. Nevertheless, I think that 
it's going to be interesting to see how Carolina picks itself back up after that Georgia Tech loss, but more importantly, how Duke can keep rolling after a Kansas win. Because some people, you know, of course, there's talk about, oh, well, Kansas is not very good, so it's not really, we don't really count that win. But, hey, we'll take wins in the ACC wherever we can get them, right? So I think it'll be a, a high-energy game, not only because it's a rivalry, but because I think both want to show and prove who they are, both want to step up in big ways with Duke wanting it to be their first showing in the conference and then Carolina trying to redeem itself after Saturday's loss. I love going to Las Vegas, just looking at a couple of things, just to kind of get a <laughs> feel for, for how this game could play out in that regard. And we see here that North Carolina favored by 18 right now to, to beat the Duke Blue Devils on Saturday. We'll see if that number changes at all as kickoff gets closer. Talked a little bit about quarterbacks from the Duke side of things. Let's do it for North Carolina. Sam Howe comes into 2021 as one of the most prolific quarterbacks in the entire country. Many believe, myself included, that he could be a top 10 pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. How has this 2021 season been so far for the Tar Heels quarterback? You know, it's been ugly for Sam. Can't even lie. He is becoming a little Sam Howell, Javante Williams, if you guys know that amazing running back who currently plays for Denver Broncos. Right. He's trying to do it all. <laughs> he's trying to rush. He's trying to get touchdowns. He's doing it with his legs a lot more. And unfortunately, you know, when you have someone like Sam Howell, you use these high-flying offenses. You don't really get to see him in that capacity, but it's really not his fault in a lot of ways. You know, I'm seeing some of the sophomore Sam in terms – or the freshman Sam where he is – really trying to decide what to do, holding on the ball a little too long, not living to see another down. But to his defense, his receivers aren't exactly jumping off the page. Beyond, besides Josh Downs, a lot of his uh, receivers are struggling to get separation. And then ultimately his offensive line is just not giving him any time in the pocket. But that's always been an Achilles heel, all pun intended, for the Tar Heels. They've never really had a great offensive line, and it's really showing itself here this past season for Sam. What about some, you mentioned the, the younger skill position players because you do lose so many guys to the NFL at running back and, and wide receiver and that sort of thing. You briefly mentioned some of them, but to, who are going to be some of the key players in Saturday's contest and throughout the rest of the season on the offensive side of the ball for North Carolina? Yeah, so Josh Downs clearly has been one of the best playmakers for Carolina. He has been High-flying, his best receiver, they've connected several times this season. You also have Joffrey Brown, who had a 75, 72 or 75-yard bomb against the Virginia when he was playing. Virginia did not see him much during the Georgia Tech game. He's been battling injuries. Then you also have Emory Simmons, who stepped up big. He stepped up big last season during the 2020 game versus Notre Dame, had some flashes there. But, you know, those are the three major receivers that we'll see going and then in the backfield you'll have Ty Chandler who's been who had a breakout game during Virginia you would hope you would have seen that more during during the Georgia Tech game unfortunately yeah. did not and also Caleb Hood who will be another guy in the backfield running back who is solid but of course we would love to see a little bit more from our guys but this is a great time and opportunity to do so Unfortunately, I think the biggest story is about Carolina's defense and can they stop Mateo Durant. Yeah, no, let's go there. You're, you're great at setting this up. You almost are reading my mind as, <laughs> as we're talking again. Candace Cooper is joining us here from Locked On ACC uh, every day of the week, breaking down all the biggest storylines in the Atlantic Coast Conference. So uh, talking about the Tar Heels defense, look, they've given up a lot of points, uh, particularly last week versus Georgia Tech, 45 to be exact. 
Uh, that's obviously not great. That's something that you want to improve uh, going into this game versus Duke and throughout the rest of the season. Who are some of those big playmakers on the defense for North Carolina? Right. So you have Jeremiah Gimmel, who is the captain leading the pack. He has been a great senior leader for the squad. You also have you guys like Eugene Asante, Kyler McMichael. You know, you have Tony Grimes, who is a cornerback who has played since he was a true freshman and really had a breakout year last year. But more importantly than that, that defensive line, you got Taman Fox and Tamari Fox, who have done their best to try and get to the quarterback, Ray Bahasic, another guy who can make explosive plays. And again, we call out their names. Taman Fox just recently broke Lawrence Taylor's record for uh, sacks. And oh, man. Again, great, great guy. Right. Has all the talent, but sometimes, you know, it just seems like I don't know that it's a player issue more so than it is a scheme issue, right? It's They look lost when they're out there sometimes. They don't know how to really wrap people up, some fundamental things they have going on here. So it's more so a lot of moving parts when it comes to Carolina's defense. North Carolina and Duke play on Saturday in Chapel Hill. Again, a noon kickoff between these two teams. Uh, four games into the year, House Mac Brown Ben so far this season, Candace. Anything funny been said, or does he does he feel like he's got a good football team? Obviously, off to a not as great of a start as he would have liked. Has anything stood out to you from what, what Mac Brown has said? Well, you know, in the preseason, Mac Brown is a great commentator. You know, that was his past job before he came back to Carolina, yeah. and he can sell Carolina like a snake oil salesman, right? He had everyone believe in the hype bought into who Carolina could be, giving Sam Howell the praise, going on that Heisman run, all of that good stuff. Then we get into the season, and, you know, you hear about the Virginia Tech loss and the frustrations of being all over the place. You see him very flustered. I'm sure his meme is going around on Twitter, right? And then you look at Georgia State getting it back together, saying how, you know, this is a team that we want to be, delivering against Virginia. Again, this is a team you want to be. But then the Georgia Tech game comes up, and he speaks, Probably the harshest I've ever heard him talk about the program, like since his time back the second time around, saying he was embarrassed by, you know, the performance, how they didn't show up at all. And he's like some of the worst play that he's ever seen. And I think either that's going to spark his team, you know, elevate and step up for rivalry week, or it's going to be one of those things where they kind of are losing themselves and trying to find their identity. But He'll be the first to tell you he never thought they were a top-10 team going into the season, and now that the sugar is off of them, they have to deliver. And what they haven't done yet is truly deliver, especially on you know nighttime games or big-time games, which, of course, a rivalry game is always big. Do you think they're going to be able to deliver on Saturday, Candace? What do you ultimately think happens? Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> I think it really does come down to can the defense stop Mateo during I think Mateo is going to be – very hyped for this game. He is one man, though. So if you can contain him, you'll have a better shot. But you have guys like, again, Bobo, who's going to come out there swinging. And can Gunnar Holmberg really, this, maybe this is his breakout game, right? We've seen flashes, but maybe this is really where he takes to the next level. He's been waiting for a conference play. So that's going to be, you know, a factor. But also, Carolina can, if Sam Howell can step up in big ways and take care of business, that Duke defense, I'm not sure, can hold a candle to some of those receivers. Maybe this is a game where our, our Carolina receivers understand separation. So when it all boils down to, I think they're an evenly matched team as much as we like. don't think on paper. I think 
minus eight. I think 18 points is a very high. I think it's going to be a lot closer game than people nod. I think when it all boils down to it, it's probably going to end up being about 30, I would say 35 Carolina, Carolina's favor. Okay, I like it. I like predictions, yeah. and uh, thank you for giving me that one. It's Candace Cooper <laughs> joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Before I let you go, obviously, uh, with both of these schools, basketball is a topic of conversation 365 days of the year so uh, it wouldn't be great if I had you on and didn't bring up anything basketball related (laughs) here we are the month of October late night with Roy is such a big staple for uh, the Tar Heel basketball fan base now we've got a different version of late night with Hubert Davis Uh, your thoughts on that and just kind of the vibe around North Carolina basketball as uh, we're getting closer and closer six weeks away from the start of the season Right. So I think having transfers Brady and uh, Dawson Garcia and you also have Justin McCoy now in and they have been getting high praise from their teammates. But more importantly, Hubert Davis just seems very excited to have the opportunity to lead and lead how he wants to. So I think it's just a matter of how can Carolina just create a new identity, refresh and renewed, or as much as they preach about trying to stick to the old thing, can they, you know, stick to what works in terms of winning <laughs> instead of trying to stick to it's broke a little bit. Right. Let's try and fix it. Let's try and throw some new things in there. And of course, with the Coach K retirement tour, it's going to be a unique thing, changing of guards in so many ways. So maybe, you know, Duke will see the ugliness that <laughs> might come yeah. when the Coach K does eventually retire because Hubert Davis struggles in his first year. It'll be I would I would be uh, I would be very surprised if Hubert doesn't do well in his first or second year if they're not beginning to have different conversations year three. So I give him three solid years to get things rolling in a positive direction, but it's it's ACC, you know, semifinals at best or bust. Or, like, it's getting to the NCAA tournament, getting past the first round. Or if you can't do that, I get one year, all right, you're adjusting. Year two, though, then we got to start having conversations. Year three, you might not be that guy. <laughs> That's my thought. Perfect. Here we are, six weeks away from college basketball season. Can't wait for it all to get started and certainly can't wait for that football game between Duke and North Carolina coming up on Saturday. Candace, you're the absolute best locked on ACC every single weekday. Uh, I'm with you on Tuesdays, so as folks are listening to this today on Tuesday, September 28th, make sure after this you go find us on Locked On ACC. But kind of give me a weekly breakdown for my listeners of what they can expect from Locked On ACC. Listen, Monday through Friday, I have a great group of guys that come on with me. We give recaps the first two days of the week. We got power rankings on the third day. And then we look ahead to the next week on Thursday and Friday. It's all football right now. But as JJ mentioned, basketball season is slowly on the horizon. And so I have a great group that can give me the best of both worlds. So I strongly encourage you guys to listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. We're also available on YouTube, so if you want to see our gorgeous faces, you can do that as well. (laughs) Awesome. Candace, thank you for this. We'll talk soon, okay? Okay, no doubt. Thank you. Candace Cooper joining us here on Locked On Blue Devils. Thank you to Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC for joining us on the program. Again, she formerly hosted Locked On Tar Heels. She was a swimmer in the North Carolina Athletic Department, a really successful North Carolina Tar Heel back in her college days and now doing an outstanding job hosting Locked On ACC. Really enjoyed her conversation. I hope that Duke wins the football game on Saturday, although she picked the Tar Heels to win 35-21. We'll see what happens when that game takes place again this upcoming Saturday. Make sure 
sure you follow us at LO underscore Blue Devils on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. And follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils wherever you get your podcasts. Check out the Odyssey app. Make sure you leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple. As, again, we're thrilled to be your first listen each and every day when it comes to Blue Devils news. This has been another edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.